Hello mech fans and welcome to the Valhalla Club. Grab a fusionaire and join us as we talk Battletech and the latest happenings around the Colorado Battletech community. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 13 anniversary episode for the Valhalla Club. Thanks for joining us today. I'll be your bartender for the night mike and tonight i've got joining me at the bar as my co-bartenders we got ben matt dave and maybe sometime soon because he's always late to clock in john all right as mentioned this is our wonderfully one month late episode anniversary episode because last month was busy as hell we are yeah For, for everybody. I was gone. Dave just got back. Matt's been all over the state. I don't even know what Ben does anymore. John's here when he wants to be. I don't even know what I do anymore either. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> hey, man, we just got to be okay. Yeah, we'll be all okay. Right. One might say, what, what was it, uh, Dave? Battletech's okayest podcast, as reported by Reddit four months go. ago. Four, four <laughs> months seems like forever ago. All right, so we are nixing the pile of shame because it doesn't change every month. <laughs> it's literally the same thing. No one makes any progress in any That's, of hobby. That I is not progress true. There, there it is. That is not. I don't. Just because you don't make any progress doesn't mean the rest of us don't have hobby progress. Well, it's so little that it's not worth reporting. Wow. Ouch. There it is. There it is. So we've Hurt nixed me. it. <laughs> <laughs> work harder <laughs> with that I, said I, I got like half a company painted this month so that's pretty good that's uh, all speed paint cheater not untrue not untrue <laughs> all right <laughs> we leave it to our listeners to make up for our lack of progress judge dave i've been honest this whole time judge dave <laughs> and right. you're a jerk <laughs> all right that being said, moving on into the main metal, our first year. Any, anybody got any opening comments on the first year? Woo, our community bravo. fucking rocks. Yeah. The only, this, I guess not the only anymore, right? Regionally focused? Uh, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. I mean, I know the California crew, they're trying to get a podcast thing going for their region, yeah. I think. I recently learned of the Calgary one. Yeah, the Calgary one has a good one, but it's uh, it's definitely based around kind of their their ongoing league. Um, so it's a, it's pretty focused. New on Zealand, New Zealand has a uh, podcast now. The periphery. Yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a busy fucking year. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's been a busy year, but we have had a lot of fun doing it, and we've put on some pretty good events. And it's been great to see the Colorado community come out and play Battletech together. I don't know if I call them pretty good. They're more okay. <laughs> Just the <laughs> okayest on the immunity. okayest events. The, go- the okayest events. <laughs> the okayest events for the greatest community. There we we're go. Setting, there we're, there setting, we go. we're setting that bar really we're, we're high. We're going to lean into this. Ben, I think new stickers are required. Just hashtag okayest. <laughs> Put that on there. Yeah. The okayest. 
Yeah. But it, whenever there's, a, whenever there's a storm or a new release, the uh, Valhalla Club has to mark itself okay. Yeah, that's going to have to be a new tag I include in every published episode now. Just, <laughs> we're okay. We try, but we're only okay at it. <laughs> oh, Dave, did you get uh, Micah's stickers? No. Another round of stickers? What? Your your Gen Con swag. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I got that. it here somewhere. I think it's still in the boxes. I've been, I've been gone for a month. <laughs> I've been gone for a month. I just got back yesterday. Um, and you didn't meet up with Dave as your first act? No, I did <laughs> plenty of other things. I went to my son's soccer game. <laughs> like That was oh. the first thing we did. With Dave, right? Uh, no. Uh, no. I would have uh. shot him with a squirt gun. <laughs> I don't well, know how I feel guns. about that comment. Nerf guns? I just Nerf would have guns. shot him with something. Good. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> a lot's happened over the last year. Uh, what have been... Anybody want to talk about the big things that have happened in Battletech over the last year? Whether that's uh, overall big-time big Battletech or locally? We just so happen to have a list of them here. Uh, oh, goody. I'll, uh, There's a list? Yeah, I mean, we we're so well organized. Occasionally, put together some sort of document for each episode. Uh, obviously, the big one is the Kickstarter. I mean, completely kind of announced and gone through, and now closed, and closed, and seeing videos of production. And I saw a video just the a couple days ago of them putting together the uh, the mercenary boxes. So that was pretty cool over over in China. I'm assuming. Um, Pretty cool. It still together. hasn't included shipping, though, right? I don't believe so. I'm I don't think, assuming like, they'll try didn't. to ship everything together, but it's cool to well, see. Well, first that it's got to get to the fulfillment centers, and then it's got to get pack- packaged up for us, and then we'll probably get charged shipping in like four months. Yeah, I mean, so, it's they're way ahead of the game, like compared to the last one. So that's what I'm. I'm excited. Speaking to see of that, right? So while we're on the topic of Kickstarter, there was a. Uh, a massive resurgence with the clan invasion one, right? And so we've gotten a lot of new players that did not that did not back clan invasion. They came in after the fact and they've never done a Kickstarter before. And now the mercenaries Kickstarter is the first one they've ever backed. What words of wisdom and advice do we have for brand new Kickstarter backers that have never done it before and are patiently or impatiently waiting for their mercenaries fulfillment. Give it at least six months. Yeah, I'm being cautiously optimistic because they seem to have at least a lot of their ducks in order for this one. And it's not in the middle, you know, getting stuck in the middle of COVID and Chinese New Year and ships running into the sides of canals and stuff like that, at least yet. So cautiously optimistic that it at least fulfills on time. So... That's what I would say. The initial estimate was what, June 24? I think that's probably I, reasonable. Yeah. I think that's what's on the Kickstarter now is fulfillment is uh, estimated at June 24. Um, yeah. And for those individuals that have moved or plan to move uh, before fulfillment happens, fret not, you can update your address after the fact. So don't panic. I know that a lot of the uh, the Colorado players have mentioned to me that they are very excited for some vehicles. So I'm very, yes, very I bought much way excited. too many of those. A lot, yeah. Vehicles, that's got me stoked. 
Also, yeah. let's get all the long toms out there. <laughs> Boo. All right. Kickstarter. Uh, locally, we've had Genghis Khan and Tacticon both run or put on by, was it Gamer Girl Games? Uh, in the Denver Aurora-ish area. Um, and they are very excited for next year. We just had, what was it, Tacticon uh, last month? Yep. Uh, that was pretty dope. I wasn't able to attend because uh, re- real life things. But um, Megatech, that was huge in every form of the way. Literally. Yeah, the pictures yeah. looked amazing. They yeah. were. I wish I had been able to go, but like you, I was busy. I had to go to drill and, you know, be a soldier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, what, one foot tall mix, 3D printed, painted, and on a uh, giant foam, was it like foam hex map thing? It was pretty cool. It looked dope. Yeah. Yep. Um, great for for intro events. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was really awesome. cool that they did uh, both the classic and the alpha strike. Yeah. yeah it seemed to work out really well. Capture both sides of the audience that are interested. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Uh, hopefully. Well, I don't know if I'll get to go next year. More real life things are going to happen. Um, all right. January was the first ever, uh, battle tech events, plural at LVO. That was exciting. I know it's not local, but, that was a that was a big happening in BattleTech within the the first year of this podcast. As far as total or proportion of people that attended the Las Vegas Open, Colorado definitely had the largest uh, percentage of people there. So it was oh, semi local. It was it like was, you know making it our own home field advantage by taking our our fans, our crew. So. To the point, I don't know. We all played at least one other Colorado person. I think, yeah. This is yeah. true. Like that's how many Colorado folks showed up and showed out at LVO. I mean, we that was always, always guaranteed with Ben and Gideon in you know within a hundred mile radius true. of any event. It's going to happen. So definitely become our uh, our standard con pair of pairings. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not a three fifty event if the two of you don't actually face off. Well, hey, if we get enough people that are interested in going to. Uh, Gen Con, maybe we do something similar to the, what the uh, the Wolfnet guys do. We just rent out a house and just pile as many people in there as we can. It sounded more like a warehouse from the episode. It, it was. It was. It was a definitely a converted warehouse. So you or, just yeah, just everyone in the warehouse get a cot, show up, let's have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a it was a pretty crazy uh, crazy living accommodations like we just need to like get some barrack hookups here we could really pack them in we'll just rent four uh four u-haul vans and we'll just park <laughs> them together in the parking lot and just go with it there uh, oh. <laughs> but uh no doesn't uh lvo on the other hand was much more fun um it was it was a blast to meet a lot of the a lot of the content creators out there and a lot of the crew um, from around the country, especially people from out in California and stuff. Uh, a lot of fun with the Alpha Strike and some classic thrown in. So LVO was definitely awesome. Yeah, it was it was my first con experience. I think 
I've, I mean, even Wolfnet talked about it. It's, I think somebody else talking about how, like, if there is an entry point to a convention, what would be like the most like beginner friendly or like the easiest way to ease into uh, conventions and, and LVO was listed as that. But it was really cool meeting all the people that I had talked to on Discord over the last year, listened to uh, through Spotify podcasts, this, that, and the other. It was, a, it was a grand old time. And I'll be going back because it's probably the only one I'll get to next year because of real life. So, but aside because from. Because you're abandoning us. Yeah. You're abandoning I'm, your community. I'm going to a happier place. Um, <laughs> going to make a whole new community. A whole new community. Got to start fresh. Um, but it's it's not a dead scene in Alaska. So it's it exists already. So I just, me and Rick are going to blow it the fuck up, man. Because I'm taking Rick with me. Or actually, I think he gets there before I do. I don't know. Well, he's um, flying a helicopter there, probably. So yeah, I gotta drive. It's gonna take so much longer for me to get there. Speaking be in of TV or something. Speaking of Rick, Rick, what's on the next on the list, Mike? Next on the list, we started dip the tip, courtesy of Rick and his grandiose ideas. Uh, typically held on Wednesdays on the Discord, uh, on the Valhalla Club Discord. Join bullshit talk hang out while we paint it's a good time some people will be playing video games maybe me and dave because we don't actually paint that's 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 why we need more than you do that's why we needed a nick's pile of shame because no progress is made at least for us so we play video games instead made you feel bad didn't it (laughs) (laughs) just no progress it it made you feel less than (laughs) We do have uh, to mention that unfortunately Rick has been out of out of co- you know contact for a little bit because he's had to like fly be a pilot helicopter or something. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, me me and Rick have been like MIA from the Discord for like a month plus because of army life. Uh, but but we back. I just saw him today at Shields. I ran into him. Um, um, so he's back. Rick also left no like instructions on how to continue to the tip. We didn't know how to do it. So. Yeah, we're helpless without Rick. So <laughs> yeah. we're helpless without Rick. <laughs> Dip the tip is your shtick, Rick. Shtick, Rick. Um, it's Rick's shtick. Mike just <laughs> came up with that, everyone. He just it's came Rick up with that. <laughs> on the fly. Quick, copyright that shit. That's a whole new <laughs> sticker. Man, no, we don't copyright. We just make stickers out of it. I feel like the sticker that we would produce for Dip the Tip would be very inappropriate. Super uh, very vulgar. Inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps this should not be like produced. Well, no. No. What is it's just a fat tip of a paintbrush. <laughs> I mean, what are you worried about? It's just the tip of a paintbrush. <laughs> That's Rick Stick. That's Rick Stick, man. All right. In the last year. Well, let's let's be honest. Thirteen months because we skipped last month. <laughs> Sorry, we were everyone. Busy. We're behind. Uh, number of, <laughs> num- number of events. What are we looking at? Twelve ish. So twelve official, and that includes uh, some of the smaller events that we've seen around Colorado. Uh, a lot of the uh, the events that we we're able to put money in through the Patreon is what we counted. And really we also counted any of the, the more, Oh fuck. Sorry. I had to burp. (laughs) 
Battletech's OKS podcast because we had to record really late at night because reasons. And food. And food. All right. Yeah. 12-ish official events. Yeah, 12-ish. Yeah. Uh, and we had, there were some really good ones. I mean, I know that there's a couple campaigns that are running up in, and I believe one in Aurora and one in, is it at the Hobby Town in Westminster or is it in another one of the locations in Denver? They are actually both at Wizard's Chest there in oh, Denver. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're kind All of. All right. So two different campaigns that have been running for a while in, at Wizard's Chest. We've had the Battle for the Sphere. We had the, the, Liberation of Black Earth. I know Jack at uh, Valkyrie's Loft Games has been running his Hunt for Paul. Uh, we have had a few 350 tournaments. We had the uh, the Blood Name Trials down in Pueblo. So, I mean, we've had a really good year. And as a community, I mean, I, I can speak only for myself on this. I'm really proud to see a lot of, a lot of the other folks in the community starting to step up and host events and they're reaching out and they're asking like, Hey, I want to do this. Can you provide some prize support? And of course we're going to try and do that, but it's, it's great to see the community growing and it's great to see new event coordinators that are stepping up to the plate and they're starting to, you know, help expand the community. So it's been been a really great year. So thank you everybody. You guys are great. Speaking of new players, uh, we've had a lot of players at all these events over the last year. Uh, a fair amount are absolutely recurring, but I mean, we put the flyers up everywhere, uh, and all all the events look awesome. Uh, we've pulled in. I I, re- I just counted like in the last hour uh, with the help of Discord filters. Some might um, say suckered in. Some might say suckered in, but you know what? <laughs> they count. So over the last 12 months, we've had 182 new people join the Colorado Battletech Discord server. So that's pretty awesome. That's amazing. That's that's one year. That's the past 12 months. Um, And based off that filter, it might even be the past 11 months. I I don't know. It's 11 or 12 months. That's 182. So that's pretty good. Either way, that really speaks to the... It speaks to the way our community conducts itself and the environment that we create when we are out at the game stores and that people are interested, they feel welcomed, and that they get into this hobby and maybe come away from another hobby, but they they see what we're doing, they see what our community is doing, and they're interested and they want to keep playing. Yeah, and just a reflection of that is just uh, just the number of like game stores or you know other stores, including Target and, and Barnes and Noble, just to see how many of those are carrying BattleTech merchandise because you know people are interested in it, people are playing it here in Colorado. So like smaller smaller towns just in the mountains are starting to carry it, and um, so it's, it's been really cool to see that as kind of like another metric of of the interest of the kind of the gaming population here in Colorado. It's been fantastic and all that it's not because of us here on this podcast it's because of everyone that's out at their game store playing and welcoming other players and you know bringing them into the community so that is that is absolutely a result of the community at large so great job guys you're making battletech better and more popular in colorado than it has ever been and keep up the great work we are simply 
four, sometimes five guys just talking on a podcast that you have taken the time to listen to, but all the groundwork is going to you guys. What he said. <laughs> uh, beat yeah, that no, shout out. Beat that shout out. No, it's, it's been an awesome year. Um, everything's been great. I know I've had a lot of fun. Uh, the events are kid-friendly. Um, like, I brought my kiddo down to the Ill Clan Blood Trials event uh, in Pueblo, and he had a great time. Uh, so, and it, like, hearing other people talk about their other gaming communities, if I had brought a child that had never really played, especially in an event, to one of their type of events, he would not have walked away with a smile on his face. <laughs> because... Hey, he almost was, didn't. He almost didn't. <laughs> but he did. He did. Uh, and that's then that says something. So, but yeah, uh, the Colorado community, I think, is one of the largest, uh, which is why we were all upset that we didn't get an official launch party. But that's in the past. We didn't win. It's whatever. Mike's not bitter about it at all. I wouldn't have even been here for it, but I wanted it for y'all. <laughs> Well, and I think we're also one of the more connected kind of Battletech communities out there uh, across the world because you, you hear of other people that are like, oh, you know, I'd love to play in this area. And then once they put it out there, they find that there's there are people that, that play, you know, down in their basement or something by themselves. Um, but we've got like we've got regular game nights. We've got we've got a lot of people that are connected and, and really get to know each other on a regular basis. So I think that's another thing. It's like it's a good connected community. It's not just like. Oh, I'll see it when there's a there's an event or something. There's people that are playing outside of all the events and everything. So that's another kind of good thing. Yeah, and it's not just one type. Like it's a very healthy mix of classic and Alpha Strike, and even there's slowly starting to be some more narrative style. Uh, was it uh, is it Age of War? No, that's not Age of War. What is it? A Destiny. time of war, a time of war, and slash destiny—the two RPG formats. Um, there's some of those floating around, so there's a nice there's a nice mix. Um, which I know some areas throughout the country are just solely focused on like one one of the rule sets. We got we got all three rolling over here, so that's pretty awesome. Um, all right, as for a podcast itself, over the last year since episode one uh we've talked to a lot of amazing people uh we've interviewed some some of our local guests we already mentioned rick right um but we also interviewed um alex and jack uh as and alex recently helped out a lot with uh, battle for the sphere three with the um with the grinder uh which we'll get to in a minute um we interviewed jack that was what 1.5 because he was winning everything seems like forever ago man yeah i know and then uh not too long ago i interviewed luke leading up to the ill clan trials of blood right um but also we've had some pretty awesome non-local guests uh we've had trent sparks and tommy from tommy from wolfnet uh, Trent Sparks is the narrator for a large number of the audiobooks. Uh, Jason Hansa, one of the authors of all the books we love in this universe. Um, Kanan Hill from of Mechs and Men joined us uh, on the interview with Mr. Hansa. 
that was a lot of fun. Uh, Charles Gideon, as well as Aaron and Andrew Kroll from Wolfnet. Uh, Charles may be in Wolfnet, but he's, he's, he's ours. more one of ours. He's ours. He's in Colorado. Like, he lives here. We loan him to Wolfnet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been unofficially, officially adopted. They just don't know it yet. We just need to play a trial for possession at Gen Con. Yeah, but what if you lose, man? Well, then we haven't lost anything. Oh, what? Oh, what a ch- <laughs> He's still here. Charles. Charles is still him. local to us. Damn, if dude. In the trial of, of possession, we own him. That, I don't know if you... I, I don't know if that came Listen, out the I'm way you meant it to. An interfere <laughs> merc that, that doesn't really know how the clans work. I'm just using words at this point. Damn, he's... He's what? gonna he's gonna fight you for that. You know, what, uh, as long as he as long as he leaves his stupid uh, just twos at home, I'll be fine. Uh, oh no, he's uh, gonna bring a whole lance of them. What a uh, what a fun list of guests we've had. It's been it's been great. It's been guys yeah, yeah, it's been a very very packed year. Uh, yeah. And uh, and we ain't stopping. All right, so what are we looking for the way forward? Um, I get first and foremost from me. Because I know we had a plan, right? And I, I talked about it recently on uh, someone else's podcast. What's the thing that they say, like militarily about plans? Isn't uh, well, there's <laughs> several good quotes. One was by Mike Tyson: "Is that no plan survives getting punched in the face, or no, no, plan, no plan survives, survives contact with the enemy?" That's yep. the one I was thinking. Yeah. Of. But punched in the face is pretty good for us. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we had a plan. Uh, we very quickly did not follow it. But we've had a lot of fun on the progress. Um, I think we've put out some good stuff and recaps for the community. And hey, 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 hey. Here, here. We've what? put out okay stuff. This the okayest, as per Reddit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think we've received, what, two or three emails in the last year <laughs> to, to, the, uh, to the podcast email. Um, but, yeah, like... What what type of content do y'all want? Especially for you guys here in the Colorado community. Hit us up on Discord or send us an email. We'll factor it into the scheduling because um, I'm, I'm going to try and... Like? Uh, well, the email is in the outro, but it is the Valhalla Club at Outlook.com. Um, I'm going to do my best to keep these guys on an actual schedule. I already put out a roadmap for this entire year of podcast episodes. We'll see how quickly it falls apart. These uh, guys, these, these guys. guys. What are you talking about? What I'm talking about these guys. I love you. Just it's already, <laughs> it's already trash. To the I run the podcast. You will do what I say. <laughs> these I, guys. I, I, you know, I can try only so much. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you can even <laughs> message us on Discord. I think that's where a lot of people reach out. But we spend really most of our time on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely hit, hit us up. You can put it out to the wild, or you can send it to us individually. Whatever you'd like. But that being said, um, so that that was the request, right? But going forward, what we have planned at the moment. So I and myself and various other. Uh, of your favorite Battletech content creator podcasters. Uh, we're going to start hopping in MechWarrior Online, whether that's random matchmaking or in private, uh, in, 
in private rooms. Uh, depending on how many we get to join, uh, the more the merrier. Because then we can have really awesome private rooms. Uh, because what the, they hold twenty four. That's twelve on twelve. You can uh, do you can do the whole twenty four. I didn't. Yeah, know you can. That was so yeah. in a private room, you can do a full twenty four. So literally, the more the merrier. Oh man, um, we gotta get all twenty four. I know. Yeah, if that's, you do random matchmaking, you can only do four at a time. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you can but, all try and click the button at the same time and hope you get into the same game. But you know, it's kind of hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Uh, so if we can get a lot of folks, that'd be awesome. Um, and I'm going to start streaming those on Twitch, and it's going to be a good time. Oh God. Uh, Yep. Unedited, just raw bullshit straight to Twitch. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I'll send you my the, overlay from the original the times I thought I was could be a Twitch streamer and then I failed miserably at I, it. I already made overlays. It's cool. Oh, well, there um, you go. Yeah, I had uh, Seth White Fox help me out uh, with the He's overlays. He's way better than I am. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be called MechWar uh, what what I call it? MechWarrior Uncut? MechWarrior Online? Um, yeah. MechWarrior Online Uncut, because there's no editing. It's just live streaming straight to Twitch, and it's going to be a great time. <laughs> and it's uncut, so hence the name. The okayest uh, time on MechWarrior Online! We even got Charles to re-download it. We got, we got uh, um, Chandler to re-download it. Uh, Derek. We've got a lot of people to re-download MechWarrior Online, and we're having a blast. So come play with your podcasts, your favorite podcasters. So come play. Let's get to a private lobby and have a great time. All right, next, uh, Matt? Yeah, so something new that uh, I'll be starting up starting in October, which is this month, so I better get on that. Uh, Some mid-month episodes each month covering scenarios. It will be called the Scenario Showcase so myself, some of the other crew, perhaps, and uh, maybe if yourself, if you want to suggest a particular scenario, whether it be classic or Alpha Strike, we'll be playing these and then reviewing actual scenarios. Uh, that's kind of something I haven't seen really done out in the, the content creator community yet. So I'd like to kind of provide this resource to those of you out there looking for scenarios to play at home, at the local game store or whatever. So that's something that will be starting next week. No, not next week. This month. Sometime this month. Um, and I will be making a channel in the Discord, the Valhalla Club podcast Discord, so that you guys can suggest a scenario. If the scenario that you suggested gets picked, you get to play it, and then you get to come on with me and review it. So definitely be active on that channel. And hopefully we can review lots of these scenarios and find out which is the best, which is the worst, and which is the ugliest, because there are many. So Scenario Showcase, it'll be starting up this month, and it will continue for the foreseeable future. All right, moving on. We have the Intel Brief. All right, today's Intel Brief, we will be covering the Free Rosselhog Republic's Royal Army. Though their history as an independent nation is extremely short-lived, the amount of history in that region of the Inner Sphere is extremely rich. Today, however, we will be focusing on the Royal Rosselhog Army as a whole, and specifically during their time as an independent nation. Uh, Some quick background on the Free Rosselhog Republic. 
The Free Rasahag Republic was formed on 13 March 3034 after they declared independence from the Dragonis Combine. As part of Operation Rosebud, Premise Mendo Waterley of Comstar convinced Theodore Corita of the advantages of granting Rasahag independence. It would relieve the Combine of its most rebellious citizens, create a buffer state on the border with the Commonwealth, as well as pressure the Lyrans to disgorge their Rasahagian conquests to the New Republic, and perhaps inspire successionists in the Lyran Isle of Skye. She also promised him military equipment from Comstar's secret stocks in exchange. During the formation of the King's Army, the Lyran Commonwealth Armed Forces, or LCAF, uh, assisted heavily. As a result, the overall structure and organization of the King's Army largely mirrors the LCAF. Uh, the battle mechs that populate the Rasa Hog regiments are a unique mixture of equipment. This is due to their history, due to the history of the Free Rasa Hog Republic and trade agreements with their neighboring states. Uh, there's an eclectic mix of Draconis and Lyran signature mechs that are fielded in the same units. Nowhere else in the Inner Sphere would you commonly see a Zeus and Dragon battle mechs fighting in the same ranks, or see a Panther supporting a commando as it advances into battle. The King's Army has shown a remarkable level of competence, considering its short history as an active national force. Their ability to face the renegade DCMS units during the Ronin Wars, as well as their ongoing campaign against raiders and periphery pirates, has forged them into an impressive and cohesive fighting force. History was made when Kerensky's clans invaded the Inner Sphere in 3050. Unfortunately for the young nation of Rosselhog, their small swath of space was in the dead center of the clan invasion path. The armor assets of the King's Army consisted of 32 regiments, primarily composed of Hunter and Manticore tanks. Uh, there were also a number of Demolishers, Behemoths, and Shrek PPC carriers. As who doesn't love Demolishers and Shrek PPC carriers? Let's be honest. A total of 97 infantry regiments were directly under the King's Army, with more than half of the units mechanized. The primary troop carrier for mechanized infantry was the hovercraft, making this force fairly mobile in nature and capable of relatively fast response in response to battlefield conditions. The Royal Rasselhog Army had 15 battle mech regiments. The Dracones had four regiments. They were heavy mech regiments and they were primarily defending capital worlds. Uh, the Freemen had three regiments. Uh, they were a medium battle mech regiment, and they were essentially like a jack-of-all-trades, um, essentially used as like QRF. The Hussars had three regiments. Uh, they were a mix of light and medium uh, battle mechs throughout their regiments, and they were used for fast offensive strikes. Uh, the Cavalry consisted of four regiments, uh, and they were solely light mechs, mainly used to scout and screen for the heavier units. And rounding us out, we had one regiment of the Gunsberg Eagles, and they were an assault regiment. Before we close this out, we want to pay special recognition to Tyra Miraborg. She was an elite aerospace pilot that fought valiantly to protect the elected Prince of Rasselhog during his evacuation from the planet of Rasselhog to the planet of Radstadt during the clan invasion. On 31 October 3050, she slammed her heavily damaged Shalon into the bridge of the clan wolf ship Direwolf. Uh, her heroic and selfless act killed Ilkhan Leo Showers and put the clan invasion on hold for one year. I know that's not a whole lot of info on the Royal Rasselhag Army, but like I mentioned, there's not a lot there. They were 
an independent nation for less than 20 years uh, before they were swallowed up by the clan invasion. Um, so not a lot to go off of, which is why we covered the uh, overall makeup of the unit. But like I said earlier, there's a lot of uh, history in that area before they became an independent nation, as well as after um, the clans came and, let's be honest, absorbed them. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, sources for this brief are Sarna and Lethal Heritage, the novel by Michael Stackpole. That book is the first book in the children, no, the Blood of Kerensky trilogy, uh, which takes place after the Warrior trilogy, also written by Michael Stackpole. Uh, super good reads. Definitely get out there and read them. So, yeah, that concludes today's Intel Brief. Does anybody have any comments on the very short-lived Rosahog Republic King's Army? Good riddance. Man, I mean, like the, any, anything in the Rosahog only has very, you know, it always has like an end date. There's there's nothing that lasts throughout time for them. So that's, we had a whole event called Remember Rosahog because well, yeah, remember Rosahog. <laughs> yeah, like in the past, <laughs> Rosahog <laughs> resurgence. <laughs> Because nobody remembers them. That's why we had to do the event. They got they got punched in the face, and then they got beat up, and then they got absorbed. So they, they weren't yeah. even an independent nation for twenty years. It was like seventeen years. It's really unfortunate. I, I wonder if oh, they were I just never... made. I mean, if that faction was made just to be absorbed by the clans, or it would just happen that they happened to be on the side of the universe that the clans came in, and they're like, oh well, darn. Or they probably wanted to make some smaller faction that was more easily destroyed, that would piss off less people than just, you know, beating up the Capellans again. Well, or they I just mean, needed somebody yeah. that the Ghost Bears could easily dissolve into or absorb. I mean, that really, was even a thought at the time. How many people were really invested in the Rasselhug Republic, you know? They didn't uh, have time the to people, be involved The in people it. of Rasselhug <laughs> were pretty invested in the Rasselhug Republic. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't really count anyway. They're all fictional. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're all they're all ghost bears now. Yeah, somebody had to do it. We, somebody we had Rick to, take to it come back team. on to give his <laughs> to give his opinions. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a fan. It's well, he's like what the one and only. They're few uh, and far between. There's there's a, there's a couple, but that's it. Hey, at least you can be more more proud of being a Rosselhog Republic fan than you can of being a Capellan fan. That's true. That's true. You I can't don't be know. I think, of that. I think in this community, it takes balls to be a Capellan fan. That's true. Yeah, it does. You got to go for it all the way, or else, yeah. And some do. You know, I mean, they're they're on the rise in the Oak Clan era. You know, they are poised <laughs> to be the next thing that Clan Wolf <laughs> jacks up. Bro, Clan Wolf's hurting <laughs> like big time. <laughs> they are struggle bussing. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. All right, but that is. The quick overview of the Free Rosselhog Republic's King's Army. Um, and that's just during their stint as an independent nation, as short-lived as it was. Because actual history in that region of the sphere is much, much larger. Uh, but yeah. All right, cool. All right, moving on to Return and Report. What just happened that I missed right. because I was in freaking California in the Mojave. Dave, take it away. 
All right. So just uh, a couple weeks ago, we have. Wait, was it last week? Not even a couple weeks ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, it literally was one weekend week ago. ago. Yep. All right. So last weekend, we had the Battle for the Sphere 3. Uh, it's kind of our annual event that uh, we've been putting on for the last three years. First year, we had it in Castle Rock. The second year, we split it into two locations one at Hobbytown, Westminster, and the other at Gamers Haven in Colorado Springs. This year, we brought it back together for a single location at Westminster Hobbytown. And we expanded it a little bit. We had both your Alpha Strike games. We had your classic games. We had Alex that brought his amazing grinder table out. And then we threw together a uh, Solaris-styled tournament, the Golden Irby. And it was a really fun time. We had about 32 players that showed up throughout the day. Uh, 14, 13 people uh, participated in the Golden Irby tournament. And we also had a, uh, a visit from Thunderhead Studios creator, and he brought a bunch of goodies for everybody. And he brought a full set of his Hextech uh, Wave 1 and Wave 2. So we, were, we got to give that away, which was fantastic. We had a bunch of 3D printed minis that we gave away, a ton of official stuff that we gave away. We had uh, maps from Tukiid. We had a couple Alpha Strike boxes that we cracked open and gave away the minis from. We had the Alpha Strike counters packs, which we managed to, we gave both of the counters packs away, and then we gave the guts of the two Alpha Strike box sets away as kind of a pseudo second counter. So we gave away essentially four counters packs. I would say overall, uh, the most popular thing at the event was definitely the grinders table. That was full all day. Everybody was having a great time. The uh, The Golden Irby tournament was a lot of fun. Definitely learned that the quirks, don't play with quirks. Quirks are a bad idea. They were fun. They were funny, but they did. Uh, make it a little unbalanced, especially for anyone running narrow, low profile. Uh, unless you're me and you get knocked out in round one of your own tournament that you wrote the rules to and also knew what everybody else was running. So I got hosed, which was pretty epically hilarious. Uh, I decided to bring two urban mechs and my first urban mech got cored out in the second turn. And the second urban mech was dead by turn three or four. I mean, I got smoked by a viper. So, yay! Stupid pulse lasers, clan tech, garbage. Yeah, how would you? How would you not bring a pulse boat and win? Uh, because next time we run this, I'm going to make it in the uh, Renaissance era. Age of, war. Age of War. Age of War. Age of War would be pretty funny, but <laughs> just run at each other. <laughs> but no, I think uh, oh, there was thanks. definitely a there was definitely a a sliding scale of who was doing better in the tournament, and it definitely came down to the clan pulse boats were just wiping the floor with everybody, and so you know, lesson learned. It was still a fun tournament, and uh, and I do want to shout out the uh, the winner of the Golden Irby, which was Jeremy Foster, and he had a ridiculous battle in the last one, and 
everybody came up with really fun nicknames for their pilots. And let me get to my picture of the standing so I can go over actually who won. Who won what? There it is. Shit, was it Greg that he was? Yeah, he was facing Greg. Yeah. Okay. So there was a lot of I, like deaths on a death from above too. They were charging. Greg was charging everybody in that game. Yeah. He was he was abusing the the charging mechanics. It was pretty funny because it was literally he was doing I think forty damage with his oh yeah his dragonfly with his it? yeah his his dragonfly and he was just smoking everybody and it was pretty funny. So. The way it all worked out was I'm going to just give off everybody's nicknames because that's how I had them written on the brackets. So round one, we had Trojan versus Splin. Splin was uh, Greg. Uh, We had Rave versus me. And then Vendetta had a bye. Then we had Granny versus I don't know because I don't know couldn't come up with a name and he said I don't know so that became his name. Uh, then we had Beast versus Chip, Paladin versus Your Way, and Worthy versus Shit. You said me, but what was what was your pilot crew's name? Hmm? You, you said versus me, but like you listed everyone's oh, pilot names. What was yours? I was Cerberus. Ah, okay. As usual. I thought you were a little more creative this time. My apologies. Nope. Nope. So Splin won his first match. Rave won his first match. Vendetta. And then, I don't know, Beast and Paladin. And then Worthy. So, in round two, we had Splin versus Rave. And Splin won that one. And my phone just closed the picture because it's stupid. Uh, in game two of round two, it was Vendetta versus I Don't Know. Vendetta came out ahead. Uh, in game three was Beast versus Paladin. And uh, our good friend Josh was eliminated by Paladin. And then Worthy had a had a bye round. In round three, we had Splin versus Vendetta. And Splin took, took that game. And then Paladin versus Worthy, and Paladin took that game. So in the final, as you guys saw in the pictures, we had Splin versus Paladin, and Paladin came out on top. They played for a good, I think, hour and a half on that game, and it was back and forth and back and forth. It was a kind of hill. It was one of the basic hills maps that they ended up playing on, and at the end of the day, Jeremy came out on top, and Paladin reigned supreme, so he gets to carry the Golden Irby Trophy for the next year. He also got his uh, Golden Irby miniature, so he'll get to throw that down on tables whenever he feels like playing an urban mech. And then I think uh, the first and second place winners also took home about a, uh, a star's worth of, of plastic minis. So I think everybody had a great time. Uh, there was definitely you know some lessons learned, like I said, from from the match, and we'll make adjustments to that for next year's Golden Irby and uh, have a lot more fun. But as far as the rest of Battle for the Sphere is concerned, uh, we had I got a chance to play against Matt and Ben. We had a, a free for all two hundred point Alpha Strike tournament or Alpha Strike game, and 
about halfway through about halfway through i was betrayed by ben who sat in a corner and hid in the woods you're talking about well i didn't have a choice all my shit was slow that was your choice and (laughs) and then we uh we tried to team up to kill uh to kill matt and then ben betrayed me and then i died (laughs) and then matt killed ben I think there was some hey, infighting in this alliance you had going on there. There was alliance was is a like, strong word. Yeah, that was. It was like, okay, you know let's the, work together, but then like keep secretly sniping each other. I don't know. You know the story of the scorpion and the dog, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just what I do. <laughs> uh, but yes, I did come out the all throughout the day. All throughout the day, there was a full table of grinder, and everyone was having a great time. There was a lot of laughs coming out of that table, and there was a lot of people just having a good time. I didn't see anybody get upset. I just nothing but smiles the whole day. So, for those of you out there that are listening to us, please come out to an event if you haven't yet. It's a great time. We have a lot of fun. We give away a lot of stuff. Most of the time, it's three D prints because that's just what the best we can do most of the time, but we do try and get as much official stuff as we can to give away to the participants. So like I said, great event overall. We had a lot of people show up and Hobbytown was wonderful. They had a great space for us to play in. And I know that they are doing Friday night uh, Battletech at, at Hobbytown. Uh, ben, I think you know more about that than I do. Yeah, me and John are usually there on Friday nights. Uh, August, September have been kind of iffy, but uh, we're starting to get back into it. So um, I know there's usually about a crew of about five, six folks that show up. And they stay open after hours for it. So come on yeah, by. Yeah, we're usually usually there about six, six-ish, and then uh, till about 11 or 12 o'clock. So come out and kick Ben's ass. Please do. But other than that, I mean, it was a great event. We had a lot of folks. We had a good time running the event. And, you know, we, uh, I've got nothing but good things to say about everyone that showed up. And the feedback that I got from the Golden Irby tournament uh, is going to go into making the next one a little bit better. Did Thunderhead actually show up? Yes, he did. Oh, what? No. Yeah. Yeah, so you missed out on a bunch of free Thunderhead stuff. Yeah, and he showed up and he went and talked to everyone that was there. It was awesome. He did. He was a a really, really really great guy. The one event I can't make it to, and he's like the schedule is finally aligned to where he can go to an event, and I wasn't able to. Damn. Yeah, it was really great having him stop by. He accidentally drove to the Aurora Hobbytown by mistake because he didn't look at the uh, directions. (laughs) Directions. Well, he's coming from the east, so. He lives out east of uh, east of Denver. I thought he was on the west side. Okay, yeah, quite a bit east. So there's nothing east. Yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> there's nothing it's, east. It's a drive for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he lives out like there. Kansas. That makes sense. <laughs> Kansas is east. Uh, here, yeah, I thought he was in Colorado this whole time. No, and he brought like a huge <laughs> box of of his all. Yeah, of his he is in Colorado. Yeah. yeah, Ben just said the, Kansas. I no. just said it's east of color, uh, east of Denver is nothing but Kansas. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> that make, all right, all right. You know, Mike, you do have to listen when people are talking. Uh, I'm going to listen again when I edit it and I cut all your Mike shit is, out. Mike is Mike is already not even on uh, Colorado geography anymore. He's all all about He's Alaska. Alaska. I, yeah, man, I've I've moved already in my brain. So, the big thing that I will say is a 
huge thank you to Thunderhead for bringing all that awesome swag. He did say that he is going to try and get more swag to the community. So you might see more Thunderhead, free Thunderhead swag of his new stuff, the new uh, pre-painted terrain at future events. So all the if test you want to win it, no, it's the official stuff. It is stuff that uh, Gale Force 9 sends him. Oh, hell and yeah. That is what he brought. These were official products. They were not, uh, you know, test prints. They were not, uh, you know, misprints or anything like that. They were the official product. That's what's up. They were shrink wrapped mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, it was. It was just like you would find on the shelves at a hobby store. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and a big thanks to Alex for bringing his uh, his grinder setup because I know that thing is a challenge to move around. It's got a lot of pieces to it. It's a beautiful table. But it's 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 a bit of a haul to get it to get it going. Yeah, his I've I've played in what three or four of his grinder matches so far, even like just locally on like pickup days. It's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, the power ups this time that that was new. Uh, and he had a bunch of uh, he had a bunch of fun uh, certificates that he gave to people. Oh hell let yeah! See, let That's me see awesome. if I can find him. Hold on, I know I have him in my. Uh, yeah, my favorite was him. the uh, the Leroy Jenkins Award. So we had the the Battle for the Sphere 3 Super Serious Grinder Arena Awards. We had the Leroy Jenkins Award. Own Team Mech Destroyed in the Most Hilarious Fashion. We had the Survived Until the End and Actually Made It to the Bar for that Timbicky Dark Beer. Smooth Operator. The Pilot. That Pilot really racked up some kills. And all of these, by the way, were signed by the venerable Tuck Buckford, which is a character from one of the first campaigns that we started way back in the day. Uh, let's see. We had the coolest thing, or excuse me, the closest thing to a dream team we will see today. Outstanding performance across all three mechs. And the final award that he gave out was uh, the Undeserved Kill Award. And that was the definitely stole that kill and has a 99% chance of getting jumped in the hangar afterwards. So those were the awards that, that uh, Alex came up with and brought to add a little bit of flavor to the event. And it was great. Those are all very valid awards, especially for that style Such of the grinder. <laughs> no, that's awesome. All right. no, that was, it was great. And we're looking forward to throwing the next one next year. And uh, we are going to focus a little more on uh, Tacticon and Genghis Khan. So that we can bring some of these, uh, some of these events to some of the larger, some, to some of the convention scene here in Colorado. So, you know, we can't let we can't let uh, Megatech be the only super cool event there. Uh, that is pretty cool, but the grinder is super dope. All right, moving on. Um, Return report Tacticon Matt. What? Yeah, because I was the one that got to go. Um, Tacticon happened in Aurora, oh, let's see, the beginning of September? I can't remember. End of August? Yeah, like yeah. first week. Something like that. Uh, it was the weekend before school started for my kids. That's all I remember. Uh, so, yeah, my myself and my two boys went up to, drove up to Tacticon there in Aurora. Bit of a drive for me, but it was a, it was a really great time. Um, let's see on the, so Tacticon goes from Thursday to Sunday, but most stuff happens kind of Friday night through kind of Sunday afternoon. So we were there starting Friday afternoon and we just kind of had, we went up and 
kind of had an open alpha strike play uh but but we were really surprised to see like tons of tons of people playing classic already so lots of classic battle tech at tacticon quite a few people running kind of uh three to four hour events starting friday night saturday we had uh i ran a an alpha strike um kind of match through the eras so we had four different eras that we played through and you had to kind of continue you changed your your force a little bit between eras um so had that going uh that was really fun uh some good participation there and while we were playing that there was about four or five classic battletech events going on throughout the day lots of classic classic battletech players and it was awesome to see so many people out and playing there was probably and and they were mostly out just kind of out in the hall uh there was probably 25 to 30 classic players uh just outside the door while we were doing alpha strike so it was definitely featured and that's not even counting this the mega tech that was happening so the mega tech is uh casey from over in grand junction he and donnie worked on getting these like foot tall mechs all printed and painted up and i think there were like 20 24 of them and they they were awesome they were looking fantastic uh and they were playing on kind of a mat where they it was basically just a learning game for both well it was one day it was alpha strike i think that was saturday and then sunday was classic battle tech so a lot of people went through there kind of learned the basics of uh either system or both systems and that was that was running a lot of people through and that was right where you walked in like the very first thing you saw was this huge, you know, these huge mechs, and they were teaching people there. So it was really cool to have Battletech, you know, front and center at Tacticon. Like I was saying, the classic classic players really ruled at Tacticon, and there were there were thirty plus the whole time that we were there at Tacticon. Both, you know, starting Friday afternoon all the way through Sunday afternoon. Tons of classic. Uh, I ran the Alpha Strike event. It was really fun, really good. Um, and we just had a great time. It was it was fantastic to have so much Battletech going on at Tacticon, and we hope it kind of translates to even more at Genghis Khan, depending on space. But it was awesome. Loved it. And uh, it was great to see everyone out there. Yeah, I know Casey's been super hyped about all of it. And the more success it has, the more and more hype he gets. Um, and that, that honestly, see him, seeing him gets hype makes me hype. I'm like, hell yeah. And for anybody listening to us that's out in Grand Junction, that is where Casey is at, I believe. So if you're out on the Western Slope, hit him up. <laughs> that might also be where Matt is. What? <laughs> well, kind of halfway there. Western Slope is like a large region. I'm like two and a half hours away like, from Casey. Like but. ish. <laughs> you're closer I'm, than we are, bud. I'm in the region. I'm in the region. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. That, I guess, wraps us up for return and report uh ben you awake oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's been a minute uh drink of the month drink <laughs> of the month another pelican shooter are we oh god no no pelican shooter this time around what do we got for episode one season two my guy hey all this is ben here your battletech master of spirits get your mixers liquors shakers stirs and strainers ready as we cover this month's battletech drink of the month So this month's drink of the month is the okayest drink. It would be. 
That's like pretty high on on the list at this point, right? It's pretty. Is it palatable? It's now. <laughs> it is. Is exactly. it drinkable and not just like go throw it, the hell up? It depends on what you consider drinkable, but uh, all right, let's get into it. Drink of the month is the flamer. I'm just gonna let that marinate for a second. I'm intrigued. I'm, it's marinating. I'm intrigued. I wonder if it's like flaming before it goes down or He's after. He's coming it on fire. How uh, much fireball? Yeah. Oh, we lost Ben. Hang on, my AirPods are coming. That was a wrong button. See, this is we took too long. Now his AirPods are dying. <laughs> Hang on. And shitty audio in five, four, three, two, one. Ben. There you go. You got me on speaker now, so it's actually better <laughs> than the AirPods were. <laughs> Holy crap! Even 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 better. So, all right, this month's drink of the month is the Flamer. So the Flamer is the OKS weapon in BattleTech, just like it's the OKS drink in the drink of the month series. Um, the Flamer consists of two ounces of cinnamon schnapps with three dashes of Tabasco sauce. Is that it? <laughs> that's, that's all you get. You're drinking <laughs> a spicy cinnamon shop. Shops. It's a spicy cinnamon cinnamon shop. Now, yeah, say that. Blah 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 blah. Cinnamon schnapps. Cinnamon schnapps. Cinnamon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, you fail. Yeah. Uh, well, you try. No, I'm good. Come on, do it. Uh, what's that? Is that Goldschlager or uh, I is this use kind gold of cinnamon? I, I use Goldschlager, and then uh, I actually went crazy and had some. Uh, some chipotle Tabasco uh, made a little, little, little spicy. Sounds like so, it needs to have a jalapeno garnish on the side. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a ghost pepper garnish. Yeah. I, don't, no, I think that would just make it worse. Jalapenos aren't spicy. You need at least a habanero on there. Yeah. Yeah, but y- you got to think of the bartender. You don't want to. You don't want them touching a habanero and then touching everybody else's drinks. Fuck them, oh, bro. Why not? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> or they accidentally rub their eye and then they're like can't see for the next 30 minutes that's the effect of a flamer bro what I mean, a flamer does. that's true it sets things on fire maybe some fireball instead of some some goldschlager i don't know Ooh, that might not be too well fire for the f- i i flamer. can see the gen con shenanigans happening already maybe you do an ounce of fireball and an ounce of goldschlager no mix them there you go <laughs> mm. You know, this might be one that doesn't actually need changed. That's true. That's true. I mean, because it's it's, it's it's just a shot. It's not. It's not a cocktail. Yeah. You know what, cocktail. guys? You know what we need to do for the future is we need to have Ben come up with all twelve of his like drinks of the month for the next year, and then we need to get together one weekend and try them. Uh, that's like, uh, oh, gross. No, um, I'm drink the whole thing. I'm just saying, try them. Season two, we were going to uh, try and remake some of these. Into better versions. Yeah. Because, um, was it like they go through the full original list? Well, it would make yeah. a pretty good video and if we just did the uh, season one drinks. Oof. Oh, God. <laughs> as, as the designated driver, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We might be riding in your car. So, There's so much vomit. I feel sorry for all of us. <laughs> and the guy that details your car. <laughs> Pelican shooters all over the backseat. Oh, oh, all the sardines. Gross. That is well, that's gross. Your, that's your drink of the month. That's the drink of the month. Woo! <laughs> that one actually doesn't sound so terrible. It doesn't. Um, that one's actually doable. I don't think it actually needs changed. It gets the point across. It's a shot. 
It's all right. All right. It, it uh, doesn't require any more bourbon. It requires no bourbon. It's yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Upcoming action. LVO, Matt, you you're busy tonight. <laughs> Got it going on. Got it okay. going. L- LVO. LVO, the Las Vegas Open, everyone. So Las pew, Vegas pew, Open pew. 2024 is happening. Uh, great. I don't even remember the days, but it's like the third week in January. January, right? So we got a little bit of time, but it, it's creeping up. And I'll just read you my awesome intro to every to the player packet. So greetings, warriors, to another bevy of battles being fought in the game city of Las Vegas. Although not Solaris 7, we will have many fun and challenging events throughout all the eras of Battletech. Each of the Battletech eras offers new conflicts and technology, allowing for different experiences and, in our case, friendly competition. There will be a healthy offering of both classic Battletech and Alpha Strike, with maybe even a little bit of Solaris-type battling thrown in for good measure. With that said, we hope you are ready to enjoy the fun and challenge of Battletech eras. So yeah, uh, Las Vegas Open kind of has a theme, and that is Battletech Eras. So for uh, we'll be playing different events throughout uh, that, that will include all of the eras that are currently on the Battletech list. Although, I mean, we're not going all the way back. Sorry, Ben. We're, we're taking kind of the whole Succession Wars as one era. That's bullshit. <laughs> but uh, at least he's honest. Age of with, War. Age with, of War. With that caveat, we will be we will be featuring all the eras, and so it should be a really great time. Uh, and I'm in charge, so if you have any beef, you can always come to me. Um, so I'll just kind of run through really quickly on on the classic BattleTech side of things. We'll have three kind of big scheduled events. And then depending on other space, kind of the spacing that we have with ticketed players, we hope to kind of have some side events and, and kind of smaller things. But the uh, the first one that we'll have is called Battletech Through the Ages. And this will happen just on Friday. It'll be a four-round thing where you're going to start off with your... Uh, you're going to start off with your force in the Succession Wars. And basically you'll have a force. I think it starts at 5.5 or 6K. I'm not looking at the the rules right now, but you're going to start off with your force. You'll play against someone in a, in a uh, scenario, in a objective based scenario, not just not just shoot it up. But you'll play in the succession wars. Then you'll uh, between rounds you'll have the opportunity to change some of your units and even replace some with new units. So we'll be going through four eras. It'll be succession wars, civil war, jihad, and then the ill clan era. So you'll get to kind of change your force as it goes on. It'll kind of, you might migrate your whole force. You might have some units that stick around. It'll be kind of up to you. Um, but that'll be mostly kind of a, a battle tech manual type rule set with some total warfare when you add in uh, vehicles and battle armor, depending if you're inner sphere or a clan player. So should be really fun and uh, hope to see you guys, how, how guys, you how, how well you're at. Oh man, I'm losing my words here how good you're at uh, in developing your force over these different eras. Uh, the next one is a Saturday-Sunday event, and that's going to be the Battletech Battle campaign in a day-ish. And it's actually going to be based on the Battle of Tukid. So we're going to play 
Well, a lot of the a lot of the missions, it'll depend on the clan players that show up, and if you want to battle off, you know, with the what do we call them, saints or scum, Comstar. Uh, if you want to jump on the Intersphere side, you get to you get to battle those clan players, and we'll be doing some of the scenarios from the actual Battle of Tukid source book. So, uh, some of the specifics for that are are still being. Well, they're kind of TBA, but a lot of them are up on the up on the the web page here. Um, so that will be the BattleTech campaign in a day ish for classic BattleTech. Will be Tukid, so it should be another fun one. And then a third event, and this one is kind of it's kind of shared across classic BattleTech and Alpha Strike because it includes both. It's called BattleTech Escalation, and it's a six round event. Basically, the first two rounds are Solaris style. So you're going to start off with one unit, one mech. You're going to battle it out against someone. And then the next uh, next game, you'll keep that first one. You might change it because it's also in a different era. It goes from Succession Wars next to Clan Invasion. You're going to add another unit. So it'll be two-on-two, Solaris style. Then the next two, you're going to keep adding on more and more units. You're also going to be moving a, uh, along in eras. You're going to go, so the first two are Solaris. The next two are classic Battletech style, and then the last two are Alpha Strike. So you will go all the way from Succession Wars one unit playing Solaris style to company, essentially a company plus of units playing Alpha Strike in the Ill Clan era. So that's Battletech Escalation. I think the name kind of like kind of gives you the gist of it. Um, over on the Alpha Strike side. On Friday, we've got the Alpha Strike 350 tournament, and this is going to be run by the Wolfnet crew. So Andrew and Aaron will be there, bunny years and all, um, for another fun Las Vegas time. So if you guys are into a Wolfnet style Alpha Strike 350 tournament, come on out for that. Uh, we will be using the latest Errata, which just came out uh, two weeks ago or so. So that should be interesting. Um, and that one is going to be limited to Early Republic Era. So if you heard differently, it is Early Republic Era for sure. Um, that's Friday only. And then Saturday, we've got an awesome one. Another campaign in a day on the Alpha Strike side. And Mr. Bourbon himself is going to be running this. So I'll let him talk about it briefly. Oh, shit. All right. Um... Yeah, talk about it. <laughs> so the campaign in a day on Saturday is going to be based on Turning Point's Helm. Um, all the minis will be provided. All the terrain will be provided. Um, you just have to show up, and we're going to run through we're going to attempt to run through all five scenarios in one day. But um, depending on how many players we have, we may run the final scenario on Sunday morning. So um, we're, we're still working out the details on that piece of it. But uh, uh, we're going to have all of the Great Death Legion and the uh, the house Merrick uh, units fighting it out in Alpha Strike style. So, and for for those that don't know what a turning points is, Ben, you want to throw them some uh, so, uh, a nice little summary. So, a turning point. Uh, there's there's a couple of couple of different versions of turning points, um, but it's basically a scenario set that gives you a brief history of what battle took place that was a turning point in you know, a house area or in the inner sphere in general. And uh, it gives you a list of, of scenarios that you can play to, to flesh out a campaign. And um, we will be running this in the 
Succession Wars era uh, with Alpha Strike. So it should be pretty interesting. I am looking forward to it. It should be a blast. Uh, and you get to do a whole campaign in a day. And this is the campaign from essentially one of the novels. And remind me yep. which novel that is, Ben. It was uh, Price of Glory, uh, the Tom Memory Core battle. There we go. So if you have been listening to uh, of Mechs and Men recently and they finished that whole series up, well, this is from the third book in that series. Um, so should be pretty cool, and you can jump in, and I think jump out, Ben. Uh, remind me if I if I say that's, anything that's wrong here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and you don't have to bring anything; you just have to come play. And it should be should be cool to kind of jump in uh, to that that scenario. Uh, and then it, we also have BattleTech Escalation kind of listed on the Alpha Strike side as well, because it it you know, has both classic and Alpha Strike uh, components. So the way that LVO is working this time for LVO 2024 for Battletech, you can either buy an Alpha Strike ticket or you can buy a classic Battletech ticket. And each of those is broken up into two series. You can buy a ticket for either of those for the whole weekend. I think the Alpha Strike one is $70. The the classic Battletech is $60. And that's your ticket to, you get to choose whatever events you want to do within those. Uh, or you can choose to do just the Friday-only events. You know, if you're going to be doing something else at LVO and you only have Friday open, you're more than welcome to just do the Friday events. And those, uh, I believe, the they're just essentially half of of that weekend ticket. Uh, but there should be there there will be you know a lot of content creators there. Um, I know of a fair amount of, of podcasters that will be there. Um, we had a blast the last LVO. And we'd love to see, you know, new faces, but also the faces that we saw last time. So, yeah, definitely come on out to LVO and have a great time. And if you have any questions, feel free to email or message me on Discord, um, the Northman, Matt. Uh, or if you do get a ticket, then you just need to let me know which of the events that you want to that you want to do. And more more details will be kind of forthcoming. So I know I'll be updating quite a bit of the stuff this week. Um, so a lot more of the details will be in there for you and that'll be, that's kind of LVO in a nutshell. And I know Ben will be there and I will be there and I think Mike will be there and we'll see about the rest of the crew. Yeah. Charles will be there too. I mean, he's not our crew, but like we we, said earlier, he's he's ours. He's ours. Yeah. And then let's see. I have the next thing on the list again. Yeah. You're busy tonight, man. Yeah. So. The next thing on the list is kind of upcoming action. This was just released to the public, or kind of the announcement was released to the public today, is the worldwide event for 2023. And um, I haven't been part of the, the Catalyst demo team long enough to have been through one of these worldwide events before. Uh, but it sounds like they used to do them kind of before COVID and then they stopped doing them then. But what it is, is you kind of, they put out these scenarios uh, with the demo team agents and we kind of provide the details and the minis and everything when you come to the table. It isn't like a thing that you get to prep for or anything. You just show up to the event, you play the scenarios. And then what we actually do as, as demo team agents is we send the results in the Catalyst demo team kind of puts all the events, I mean, all the all the results from world, the whole entire world 
uh, everyone that's played it throughout the world. And then we send out a report and say, well, this side won, or, you know, this, this many um, from this side won across the world. Uh, and so the, the details that I'll give are very, kind of very few. And I'm just going to say uh, Denim from the Mech Bay podcast. He, he put out a thing. He's another demo agent. And I'll just read what he said because that's kind of a good summary. So he said, and now I have to bring it up. There we go. Situation. New Earth. Star League. The 13th of December, 3151. When Alaric and his wolves left their staging grounds on New Earth to take Terra and become the Ill Clan, the Capellan Confederation claimed New Earth for themselves. Now the clans want it back. You get to play as either the clans, mostly the wolves, but some other clans as well, or as, or as House Huritsu of the Capellan Confederation. So those are kind of the details. There will, both, there will be both classic Battletech and Alpha Strike scenarios. So uh, be prepared to play either. I know that Jeremy, another, uh, another demo agent here in Colorado, will be doing at least one event uh, with this worldwide event thing uh, sometime in the near future at Wizard's Chest down in Denver. I may be. I may have time to put it on uh, at some point. We basically just do it from now until the end of the year, and then that's when we report all the results. So it's another fun thing to possibly do. Another another fun BattleTech event that's kind of like it happens whenever it happens. Isn't House Haritsu the same Capellan house that was in the Highlander Covenant? I don't know. Read a book, Matt. Trying. I am. Why on. don't you read a book and know the answer to your your own question? Like, I am. I read them a while ago. Oh. I'm currently on Wolfpack. That's how far behind I'm. On. So. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> so uh, it rings a bell. Getting through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some some fun. Open era stuff. Out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Come out to LVO. Join us. Play some BattleTech eras. BattleTech eras, absolutely. And moving back. To Elvia, wasn't there a, uh, a painting contest that got extended? There was a painting contest, and I will now announce the results. Ta-da! Yep, yep, um, yep. Exactly. So, about, um, well, it was like two months ago now. Man. We're behind. Yeah, a bit, as mentioned. So, we meant, uh, I put out a call, a, a little anniversary painting contest, uh, to not only celebrate our anniversary, but to kind of uh, push push some participation towards LVO because the the top prize is one of the things you can get for the top prize is your your tickets paid for uh, for LVO. Anyhow, uh, there weren't too many conditions to this contest, and and basically how the judging went is I invited a bunch of people from around the BattleTech community to judge the submissions. We had thirteen total submissions uh, put up on the the uh, Valhalla Club podcast discord and Facebook page and how I how we did the judging is each judge would just give their first second and third place and first place would kind of give you three points second place would give you two points third place would give you one point and we just totaled up the points and that's kind of how it gave us the winner so one of the interesting things and I just want to say thank you for everyone that submitted. And all you had to do, I mean, was put up pictures of something you painted in the last six months. But incredible stuff. Like, I, I'm not a great painter. And I was really inspired to, like, try try new stuff after looking at the submissions. Uh, some of them, like, 
I was like, well, I'll never, never get that stuff. Um, but at least I, it made me want to try harder. And I, I was just kind of blown. And a lot of people, you know, every judge mentioned this, you know, I was, I was blown away by the, by the submissions and man, this stuff is incredible, which I totally agree with. So I'll just, uh, I'll shout out some of the judges first. So we had, you know, uh, us on the crew here, uh, we also had the aforementioned Thunderhead, we also had Nate from Bungle Tech. We had Metal Ed. A lot of you might know him from, from the Alpha Strike world. Uh, we had Brent from On Mexa Men. We had Pirate44 from the MRC. We had my two sons, because they're awesome. Uh, we had Alex from, from the Colorado community, as well as Rick, you know, leading the old Dip the Tip, and then Jason Hansa as well. Uh, so with that, I'll just kind of mention the... Uh, well. And before I forget, actually, the, it was really like across the board. I, I found out not everyone likes the exact same thing. <laughs> In fact, every, every submission received points from being voted for first, second, and third. So it was really awesome to see, you know, great submissions. And it really kind of, you know, touched different people different ways. So, um, so I'll just go with some, some honorable mentions here. Uh, I think one that a lot of people mentioned was Travis with his glow in the dark paint scheme. That was really cool. And if, and if, you know, any listeners want to check it out, it's on the Valhalla club podcast discord. And there's a channel that's called the anniversary painting contest. Check out the submissions in there, but Travis, uh, wow. Yeah. The, the glow in the dark stuff is so cool. <laughs> that really caught the eye of my, my sons, especially, but a lot of other people kind of gave him an honorable mention, um, for his glow in the dark scheme. It really innovative, really, really cool looking when you turn out the lights. <laughs> um, uh, a couple other honorable mentions as well. Valor B for uh, a really cool paint scheme and just, uh, it just looked really real were some of the, the comments that I got, uh, very kind of like it was real life. Right. And then Damien for his, flying spider <laughs> and his flashy red colors i know that david here on the podcast was just mentioning just how cool it was to see that spider <laughs> like he had it posed like it was flying through the air and he had like different poses of it at different points so it was really cool that thing was awesome yeah i was I, whenever i see those his, his red painted units uh, i'm always like blown away by like how shiny they are <laughs> Um, and he actually took that force to Nova over in, uh, Virginia, I believe. So it was really cool to see those here. Okay. And with that, I'll go into the top three. So coming in at third place was what's the prize for third place prize. Oh, now I got to look for it's pinned. It was dice. Wasn't it? It was sorry. I tried to catch you before you started. Yeah, right. I see how it is. I'm oh, sorry. I should have had it pulled up. I will go here. Okay, so first, or sorry, third prize gets Valhalla Club podcast dice, along with a couple stickers and such. Some other things I'll send you. But the winner of the third prize was Doc Shootin' Loot with his Comstar Guard. It looked really nice. The whole, uh, what do you call those, a level two? All six units. Yeah, those looked really good. Yeah, uh, I got a, a number of comments on those that they just looked really white. In fact, Jason Hansen himself was like, man, that looks like what I envision Comstar units looking like, like super white. <laughs> so, white is difficult. Yeah, yeah, I can't, 
I can't ever get that white, man. Looked great. Way to go, Doc. Uh, and I'll be in contact with the, the winners and everything about it. But very nice, very nice. Um, coming up in second place, we've got a local here. Uh, Jack. Jack is the second place winner with his Draconis Combine units. So, uh, man, you know, I got a lot of comments like people would kind of look at it and be like, oh, that looks great. And then they'd l- look again and be like, oh, man, that would take a lot of work. And yeah, it definitely would. Uh, a lot of the, I'm not sure what he did to kind of fill in the uh, the lining between, you know, the panels on the minis, but it, it, it would take a lot of work and looked really cool overall. Um, and the second place winner gets two salvage boxes plus some Valhalla Club podcast dice. There you go. And then the winner of our anniversary painting contest was... Drumroll, please. <laughs> yeah, this is where we need the, the sounds from, uh, from the recording here. Uh, that would be, and it was under a different name for Deathblade or David B. from Arvada. So, yeah, lo- another Cal- uh, Colorado local. He had the clan units painted with the stars. And those were free-handed. And the arms and the torso were magnetized. And... They he had gone through and cut a whole bunch of minis up and made them into different variants. So he had like three variants of the Huntsman or something, you know, cut up from different minis and stuff. And we saw these at um, at Battle for the Sphere three that we talked about earlier. Amazing stuff, amazing stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm very jealous. So I don't know what did you guys think of of the <laughs> of those minis? They looked amazing. I almost like. I, I was I was torn uh, for for David B's to be like first or second in my list, um, strictly because like don't get me wrong they were painted amazing, but the the lack of a base, uh, but the clear base also just looks amazing. But everything right. else about it was just spot the hell on. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this um, elemental um, star at the moment and just. The way he customized, like, they're, they're the official elementals, but he's got one stand with four jumpers, one with two, one with three. It's, it's, it, just, it just looks amazing. And then the mechs themselves with the, like, it's, it just looks amazing. Because uh, if I remember right, I submitted uh, Dave as my numero uno. Not you, Dave. Uh, winner <laughs> oh, Dave. I can't paint this good. <laughs> I, <you know. laughs> But uh, nah, they were just fan. I'm gonna say it, Ben. I'm gonna say it. They're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I got one job here, man. <laughs> my life. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, he, he's generally a, a classic BattleTech player, and so the clear on the battle mats really works well. And I, I oh, like absolutely. That and yeah. I, I get why the clear has the clear basis has that draw to it. Uh, because every time I play on a hex map, I'm like, damn it, I can't see. Am I on woods? I don't know. Uh, I yeah. wish these were clear. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 100%. What, uh, Dave, Ben, what did you guys think of the submissions? Uh, I think everyone did a fantastic job. There were a lot of really, really cool paint jobs out there. Uh, shout out to Travis. I definitely put you in my top three because Glow in the Dark is dope as hell. So... I'm glad you got the honorable mention. I really liked the paint job. Uh, and David B was definitely in my 
in my top three as well, uh, as well as uh, uh, who was it? I think it was Trav, not Travis. Valerby was it Valerby or it was the red the red spider, the red spider. Oh yeah, Damien, Damien, Damien's. Yeah, because that that honestly that spider did it for me. That was that thing looks so cool. It was great. What'd you think, Ben? Oh man, there was blown away by the the detail that a lot of folks put into this and you know um i gotta give a shout out to jesse man those those like metallic blue uh magnetized uh units he had up there those those he used turbo dark right i don't know whatever it is i'm pretty sure it was turbo dark very shiny um but uh they look great you know um but yeah everybody's stuff was really cool to see and um does not want to make me paint any better. It just <laughs> I, don't, I don't paint good anyway. But uh, you know, it's it's definitely something to strive to for those that are uh, looking for inspiration for sure. Well, and it, it was you know it was really interesting to me. Like we didn't get one repeat basically, and that's that's what I you know BattleTech really offers that opportunity for if you like painting. There there is so much you can do with it. it it's not all the same, even though. Often there's a lot of green out on the table, um, but uh, man, just all the all the submissions we got all had their own flair and, and different things, and, and a lot of the judges kind of gave me you know some specific feedback on each ones or whatever, some some really great stuff. So I'll pass that on to every everyone that had the submissions. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you to all the all the submitters, really great, and we hope to do something like this again, you know, sometime soon. So keep on painting and. And uh, we'll get in contact with the winners. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. And that should bring us on out to the shout outs. Ben, Ben, what you got? Skip me. Go to somebody else. Okay. That brings <laughs> us. He's the dude like sitting behind the, the menu at the restaurant. No, no. I'll go left. I'm not ready. Uh, are you yet. ready to order yet? Everyone else has ordered. Are you ready no. yet? No. no we'll, circle, ready. we'll circle back. Uh, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I have a lot of people to thank. You know, I just thanked all the all the submitters for the painting contest. And I have a lot of a lot of people that I just enjoy hanging out with in the Battletech community. So it's great to see, you know, I moved away. So it's great to go to a, another event and see people like Battle battle for the Sphere. So that was, that was great. But just want to shout out, uh, especially Greg W. Uh, he's been really supportive of all the, all the events at, you know, Tacticon, Battle for the Sphere, the painting contest. And I've just really appreciated how he's he's just kind of tried to push the community to, to be better and and uh, just have more fun. So thanks, Greg. Thanks a lot. And Dave. Well, mine's going to be a little long because this is long overdue. Uh, as we said in our, in our outro, uh, we have a patron that supports prize support for all of our local events. So I just want to take a moment to actually... Uh, thank everyone by name who has contributed to the Patreon so that just because you guys are the ones that are making a lot of this possible. So I won't say any last names. We'll just go with the first letter of your last name. You guys know who you are. I just want you to know how thankful we are for the funds that you've donated and the support that you've given to our community. So Kevin W, uh, Rick N, which we all know who that is. Uh, this guy named Matt. <laughs> somebody. Uh, we have uh, Tom Violently Shiny S, Braden S, Ryan F, Daniel M, Logan. I guess there's my name in there. Uh, Jeremy, 
Lauren P, Josh F, uh, Damian H, Maxwell G, John H, if he ever shows up for a podcast, uh, John M, Stephen H, Greg W, Jack P, Simon G, Andrew C, Hayek, Jesty, Ebony Raven, Mike S, Joshua N, Luke J, Rich C, Rubber Duck Cravens, uh, Dustin H, Benjamin H, Justin, Christopher W, and Jack Ace, uh, Jack S. Thank you guys so much. We wow, yeah. What we awesome. do is all because of you guys. You are what makes it possible for us to get the price support. You are what makes it possible for us to, you know, put on these events and be able to, you know, give stuff away. So big shout out. Thank you so much. And for anyone else out there that's interested in contributing, you know, we would love to have you as part of part of that that level of supporting the community. But by no means do we we're just thankful to have what we have. So thank you. All right. For myself, uh, I've got to shout out Nate from Bungle Tech for having me on uh, for an interview. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, go ahead. Check that out. It dropped, um, what, a week-ish ago. Last week of September is episode 10 of Bungle Tech. He interviewed, uh, was it 12? 12 total. A lot of folks. There's a lot of folks. Um from throughout the Battletech podcasting community. And uh, I drew the lucky straw, I guess, because these guys suck. Um, <laughs> but uh, he yeah, he, for radio. He, he didn't yeah. want jelly beans on there um, <laughs> or, or Domino's pizza like, <laughs> like tonight. <laughs> it's not my fault we're recording at 940 at night and I haven't eaten. <laughs> Uh, eat earlier, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, Nate, for having me on. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we look forward to having you on uh, MechWarrior Online, Battle Rom Uncut, and your Stealth Raven. So, hell yeah. So, join us on the Twitch streams. Uh, that list of players is ever-growing. So, hell yeah. All right. Um, ben. Ben, ben, coming back. Back to you. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make a decision, Ben. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was looking up a name because I was, I was, I knew who I wanted to shout out, but I, I had to look up his daggone name. Um, so my shout out goes to uh, Chris Eichard, um, who is uh, in the process of trying to build a community in Thornton, uh, out here at Do Gooder Games. So uh, he's going to be trying to run games on Tuesday nights at Do Gooder Games. So uh, if you get a chance, swing by there, and you're in the area. And uh, give him a shout out. So you saw a post that he made in the, on the Facebook group. That's right, because cool. he was looking to put together some Northern Denver folks. Well, there is a Northern Denver community, and it's ever growing. <laughs> so that's Dang. awesome. All right. Um, any last comments before we uh, close the bar tonight? <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We are the okay. The okay. <laughs> We're okay with that. All right. Well. <laughs> John, we missed you, but uh, I'm back. Last last call. We're gonna make him a guest host. <laughs> <laughs> You're being demoted. Last call. Last call. All right, thanks last everybody. Call. Last call. Hey everyone.
Thanks for joining us today in the Valhalla Club. Special thanks to our sponsor, Ares Games and Miniatures. Ares is the premier online retailer for all your Battletech needs. You can contact us at the Valhalla Club at Outlook.com. If you are in Colorado, please join your local community group on Facebook and Discord. If you are able to help support your local Colorado Battletech community, subscribe on Patreon to Colorado Battletech. This Patreon account is used to supply prize support for local events and assist in venue costs. Links for the Valhalla Club Discord, the Colorado Battletech Patreon, and Facebook group are in the show notes. Until next time, mech fans. trying to build Fantovitz Fantovitz hovercraft it has four mm. wing pieces that Jesus. just just like connect against the metal that doesn't really like have like a plug in or anything oh they're terrible and I got and yeah each four wing pieces per mini plus two machine guns plus a mis- missile launcher Internationally acclaimed as the most okayest Battletech podcast. <laughs> when you think of Battletech and you think of okay, you think of the Valhalla Club. And you think of Panthers and Jenners, you think Valhalla Club. Oh, ma'am. Oh, shit. Wrong podcast. Fuck. I want you to pronounce it as Charles Gideon. Charles. Charles. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Charles I'm Charge. Quick. We just need to call him Shaw. Charles. Shaw Gideon. <laughs> What's wrong, Mike? Are letters disappearing from the line you're trying to type? I hate your soul. <laughs> <laughs>